0: A precarious predicament out on a limb. At the close of chapter 18, there is a blind man who wants his sight. At the opening of Luke chapter 19, there is a sighted man who is blind. To further contextualize this story of Zacchaeus, just like the 10 lepers in Luke chapter 17, the widow and the children and the blind beggar in chapter 18, all of them, the children, the women, the widow, the blind beggar, like Zacchaeus, all of them are outsiders. But in each of these instances, Jesus reverses the ordinary. He welcomes children and beggars, people we prefer to keep in the background, and he places heavy demands on the rich ruler whom we would probably welcome to sit on the front row. But in this pericope, in these 10 verses, there is a man who can see, but is blind. Brothers and sisters, don't let these people in the pews fool you. Many people here this morning are sighted with no vision. And perhaps that's why they criticize your praise. That's why they're against your shout. That's perhaps why they don't like that you make so much noise. Because in their sight, they don't have vision. They see you carrying on, but they don't know what's behind your carrying on. Because if anybody here has been blessed by God, if anybody here has had a trying week last week, and God brought you through Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and let you get up on Sunday morning, and then somebody going to tell you, you're too loud, you got my permission right now to go sit in a section where they looked like they came to praise God. Um, I- I'm, trying to, I'm trying to get to the message, but um, perhaps you have traveled on 288, right in between sophomore and, and OST. And I don't know what the problem is there, and I shouldn't be on my phone, but sometimes if you're on your phone uh, between Southmore and, and, and OST on 288, the call drops, because there's no reception I suspect. There's no cell tower, there's no communication in that little section of 288. And you might be sitting in a 288 between blodgett and ost section in the worship this morning and god is trying to get a signal to you but you're sitting in a dead spot don't let their inability to praise god hamper your ability to give god glory because if god has done something for you you might need to tell your person on this pew excuse me i gotta go sit somewhere else you too quiet. you too, You too stuck up. you too sophisticated. I need to get with somebody who knows that if it had not been for the Lord who was on their side, I need somebody who knows that they know that they know that they know that if God didn't come through, they would have committed suicide. Uh, I set that up to get to this point. Zacchaeus has a desire to see Jesus. He is not only a tax collector, but he is the chief tax collector, and he's rich. He is the chief tax collector and he's rich because he has franchised tax collecting to lesser IRS agents. And so not only is he making his salary, but he's making money off the franchise, plus he is overcharging his own people to stay in good, with the Roman government. So for that reason alone, he is despised. He's not just disliked. He's hated. But he hears that Jesus is passing by. And Zacchaeus Wants to see Jesus for who he is. He's heard about it. It has been noised that this Galilean stranger has healed the sick, has given sight to the blind, has raised the dead, and Zacchaeus, despite being hated. Wants to see Jesus. And in his desire to see Jesus, he braves the, choir, the crowd. And the crowd knows that Zacchaeus is in their midst. So he has to navigate sharp elbows. Mean Stairs. somebody might spit on him somebody might trip him on his way because he's a big shot at the tax collecting office but you in our territory now you all at behind your desk but you in our crowd now Sharp elbows, mean stairs, somebody tripping him on his way. He's already short, he's already hated, he's already despised, and so now is their chance to trip him up. But he wants to see Jesus. And it does not matter what his rank are station in life. The crowd doesn't care because they hate him for who he is. But he wants to see Jesus for who he is. And here's what I'm trying to get at. Do not be punctilious about dignity and afraid of ridicule if it helps you to see Jesus. Listen to me. Zacchaeus wants to see Jesus, but he is short in stature. Lily Grove, I want to see Jesus. I want to be like Jesus. I want to stand beside Jesus. I want to walk with Jesus. But like Zacchaeus, I keep coming up short. I'm not all that I ought to be. Because I come up short. I'm pretty big in this pulpit. But I still come up short. There's something crooked in me. There's something bent in me. There's something off-center and wrong and directionless in me. And when I would see Jesus, I keep coming up short. I'm, I'm not talking about you, I'm talking about me. I'm privileged that God lets me preach his gospel. Because all my righteousness is as a filthy ray. Every time I desire to do good, evil is always present. The good that I would do, I find myself not doing. And the evil that I don't want to do, that's exactly what I do. I keep coming up short, but my sycamore tree is the church.
1: Because if I can climb up to the church, I
0: can see Jesus. If I can make my way to the sanctuary, I don't care what you say about me, I want to see Jesus.
1: I don't care how you look down your nose at me. I want to see Jesus!
0: You, 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 you sometimes got to ignore the crowd if you're going to see Jesus. Because everybody in church is not at church. Some folk came here for a show. I wish I had a witness here. Some people came here to network and to be seen. Some people use church as a social gathering, as a place to get out and see and be seen, much like if you're going to the turkey leg hut. Or steak 48 or Papa you just going because that's where everybody else goes. You just go to church because that's where you used to going on Sunday morning. But some of us come here because we need mercy. We need grace to help us in the time of need. We need God to look beyond our
1: faults and to see all of our needs. We come because we have some
0: problems that we can't solve. We have some rivers that we can't cross. We have some situations and circumstances that we can't get around. So we come here and climb the sycamore tree called Lily Grove because we want to see Jesus. And the reason why we got to come to church is because we keep coming up short. Somebody ought to help me preach it. I'm not talking to you super saints who answer your phone, praise the Lord, and... You got a fish on the back of your bumper and somebody asks you how you're doing. You're too blessed to be stressed and you blessed and highly favored. I'm not talking to you. Go right back to sleep like you were before I started preaching. I'm talking to those of us crooks in here today. Who know that we've sinned enough just last week that our name should have been blotted out of the book of life. But God had mercy on us. I don't I don't I don't I don't come to church to play I don't I don't come to church to be seen I woke up this morning with my mind stayed on Jesus I came here to act up on purpose to lift my hands to to open my mouth and tell God thank you for for what you have done for what you are doing and for what I need you to do now if you don't need anything from God you just sit down right where you are but to those of us who need a little more grace a little more faith a little more courage
1: a little more help, a little more Holy Ghost to
0: move us forward like Zacchaeus, our desire to see Jesus. He runs ahead because the crowd is elbowing him, tripping him, looking mean at him like some of you looking at me right now. And Zacchaeus wants to see Jesus. And when you want to see Jesus badly enough, you won't let the crowd hinder you. He runs ahead, climbs into a tree. What grown man climbs a tree? What dignified man, what what genteel southern woman with your makeup on, with your silk on, with your Christian lobutums on, and you gonna climb a tree? Because all of those things are external. But there's something going on internal that Christian Louboutins can't fix. That makeup can't hide. There's some stuff going on on the inside of us that we need God to fix. And since you need God to fix it, you just forget who's looking at you and run ahead and climb a tree. You run ahead and get to church and you get here early because you need the Lord's grace early. You need to come and get settled in your place and get ready for God to hear your prayers. He gets up in the tree, sits in his perch, waiting Because he desires to see Jesus. But notice something in the text. Zacchaeus never asked Jesus to save him. He did not do what the blind man did in chapter 18. Shouting Jesus son of David have mercy on me. He did not shout out for Jesus to bless him. He just climbed up in a sycamore tree. Jesus passed by, looked up, and saw him. Because he was in the right place at the right time. And you might not have even come here for a blessing. But you're in the right place at the right time. And you might
1: not have even opened your mouth yet. But God just may want to single you out to bless you.
0: You can't can't judge a book by its cover. You can't always look at people and tell how blessed they are. Because some folk who got a plenty are empty on the inside. And some folk who are struggling to make it are the happiest people in Houston. Because it's not what you have It's not what you own, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Jesus saw him. There's a whole lot right there. I I don't have time to unpack all of that. But Jesus looked up and saw him. Without Zacchaeus saying a word... Jesus read his desire. Jesus read his intentions. Jesus read his heart. And listen, shouting doesn't always get Jesus' attention. The man in chapter 18, the blind beggar, got his attention by shouting. But Zacchaeus got his attention by just being in the right place at the right time. And Jesus looked up and saw him and said, Zacchaeus, come down. Yeah. Stick a peg there. He could have saved him in the tree. Amen. Amen. But if you're going to get saved, you've got to come down. And that's why a whole lot of folk are not saved this morning. Because they're too proud to come down. They're too mean to come down. They've got too much to come down. They wear too much. They live too much. They're around too much to come down. But God won't save you when you're up you've got to come down. And listen, if you don't come down, he knows how to pull you down. Somebody in here ought to help me testify. You used to be up there, but God pulled you down. And it was the best thing that ever happened to you. Because if you had stayed up there, you'd be in hell this morning. Have I got a witness here? Thank God for grace that calls us down and pulls us down. The person who comes to mind is Nebuchadnezzar. One night Nebuchadnezzar got on the roof of his palace in ancient Babylon after completing the hanging gardens which was one of the seven wonders of the ancient world. Nebuchadnezzar got on the roof of his palace and and said, oh, great Babylon, look at what I have accomplished. Read it when you get home. He started bragging on the hanging gardens of Babylon and, and all the expansion of his kingdom under his rule. And the Bible says, in the same hour, he grew feathers like a bird. He grew talons like an eagle and he ate grass like cattle because he thought he was the one in whose place he had been called to proclaim. But the Bible says when he raised his head and realized who God was, his reasoning returned. And anytime time you think you are more than the one who called you, You are insane. And it is not until you look up and realize who God is that your reasoning will return. Be careful who you sit with at church on Sunday morning. Because you might be sitting by somebody who's insane. If you think you don't need God, you're insane. You think you can make it in this world by yourself? You are insane. If you think life belongs to you and everybody's got to cater to you, you are out of your mind. God will not have anybody rival him for glory. All the glory, all the honor, all the praise belongs to God. desire, he had a desire to see Jesus, climbed up into a tree, Jesus called him down, Zacchaeus made haste, came down and happily received Jesus into his house. And look at what the Bible says, when Jesus went to Zacchaeus' house, the crowd said, "Hmm." all the people he could have saved, all the houses he could have went to. My house is bigger than Zacchaeus's house. I got a nicer car than Zacchaeus has. Why would Jesus go over there? Must be some money made changing hands. It's something to that. It's got to be some woman or something involved in that. You you, you know, people are so messy. And they haven't changed. If they see a single woman driving a nice car, I wonder what her man is. Why she got to have a man? Why can't she just have a job? Somebody ought to help me preach here. You don't, you don't, you don't, you don't need a whole lot of props and a whole lot of stuff and a whole lot of people surrounding you when you got Christ. When the Lord Jesus is in your life, he knows how to bless you without
1: you doing anything crooked and perverse and underhanded and
0: and, and bad. You can just walk with God and be blessed. I wish I had a witness in here this morning that God is blessing you to make it on your own. What are you doing over there? They said he is gone to be a guest with a sinner. Aren't you glad that he came to be a guest with sinners. Because they that are well don't need a physician. The Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. And until you admit your lostness you're not ready for salvation. Jesus gets in the house and before Jesus can speak Zacchaeus is converted he says Lord I will give half of my possessions to the poor and if I have defrauded anyone of anything I will pay it back four times more than I owe them reparation and restoration are essential to achieve reconciliation. Let me say that again reparation and restoration are essential to achieve reconciliation. Sheila Jackson Lee and And others in Congress have been trying to introduce a bill for reparations because we never got our 40 acres and a mule. (laughs) And uh, the powers that be are saying we didn't have anything to do with slavery. Why are you blaming us for what happened 400 years ago? We're not blaming you. You just benefited from it. And because you have the complexion for protection, you can just walk in the bank and get $100,000 on your signature. And I got to tell them who my grandmother was and my great-grandmother, and I got to produce 10 years of bank statements. When my people built this land, We never got our just due. We never got our reparation. That's why there can never be reconciliation, because there has never been reparation. See how quiet y'all getting right now? I know you got to work with them tomorrow morning, but I don't. And so what I'm trying to say is, we haven't gotten paid for building the White House. For building the U.S. Capitol and what's going on at the border right now is white folk are trying to keep brown folk out of a country that belonged to red folk that was built by black folk that's why that can never be really true reconciliation because reparation has not yet been done but Zakia said To let you know I'm real about what I say. If I have defrauded anybody. I'll give it back to them. Fourfold. And Jesus said today. Salvation is come to this house. For you Zacchaeus are son of Abraham. I'm glad that Zacchaeus went out on a limb because if he had not gone out to see Jesus, he never would have shown us that although you come up short, you can still see Jesus. Although you're not all that you ought to be, you can still see Jesus. Although you've sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, you can still see Jesus. I'm glad Zacchaeus went out on a limb because he proves to those of us here who are courageous enough to just go out on a limb. To just trust God when you don't know what your future is going to look like. When you just put your trust and your faith and your confidence in God. When you don't know what tomorrow is going to look like. You just step out on faith and say, God, I don't know how this is going to turn out. I'm just putting it all in your hand. And I know there are some people in this sanctuary this morning who've gone out on a limb. And said, God, I don't know what this thing is going to turn out to be. But I'm going to put my trust in you. I'm going to move at your command and I'm just going to stand back and watch you work it out for me. People think that you're crazy. People think that you don't have good sense. And sometimes it seems like you don't have good sense, but we don't walk by sight. We don't walk by intellect. We don't walk because we have good sense. We walk by faith. And when you just come on and come out on a limb trust god with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and in all your ways acknowledge him just watch god direct your path i need somebody in here this morning who just went out on a limb You didn't have any money for college. You just trusted God with your future. And now you got your college degree because God just made a way out of no way. I wish I had a witness here. When I was a student at Bishop College, I was an usher in Carpe Collins Chapel and whenever graduation season came around Dr. M.K. Curry would tell us to go out on the floor and usher. But let's keep this graduation a dignified service. We don't want a whole lot of shouting and a whole lot of noise in this service. So it's your job as ushers to keep this a dignified service. So when I was that bishop, I was 90 pounds soaking wet. Standing in my little usher uniform. And it was graduation time, and it was a girl named Deborah Moss who was getting ready to graduate from Bishop. Her mother had struggled for her to go to school. Her mother had a hard time making it for her to go to school. Deborah never had to drop out of school because her mother cleaned white people's houses, washed white people's laundry, went out of her way to keep that girl in school but Dr. Curry told us to keep the graduation ceremony dignified but I could see Mrs. Moss sitting down in her seat and I saw when they started calling names of people to get their diploma they got to the A's and the B's, the C's and the D's Mrs. Moss didn't say anything. They got to E's and the F's. She started shaking a little bit. To the G's and the H's. And she started getting a little bit more excited. They got to the K's and the L's. And she started loosening up real good. And by the time they got to the M's, she was fixing to get out of the row of pews to shout in the aisle, I said, Mrs. Moss, you gotta keep it down, please. Please, ma'am, I don't wanna lose my little usher's gig. You gotta stay in your seat. She said, baby, you better move. I said, Mrs. Moss, please, if you don't mind, could you just keep it right in here? She said, honey, you better get out of my way. I had to put safety pins on my brazier. I wore shoes that had holes in them. Sometime I couldn't afford to eat myself. I had to keep this girl in school. And you telling me I gotta be quiet? Baby, you better get out of my way. And I moved out of the way. And Miss Moss got in the aisles. And she said it was nobody but Jesus. Nobody. But Jesus, I see some of y'all this morning trying to act like you made it by yourself. I see some of you this morning trying to be all dignified, trying to act like you made it by
1: yourself. But there's some of us in here this morning who can get out in the aisle just like Miss Moss did and say, It was nobody. It was nobody 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 but jesus i'm through now but i'm glad i'm glad absalom was on a limb i'm glad judas was on a limb i'm glad zacchaeus was on a limb but one friday On a hill called Calvary. I'm glad that Jesus went out on a limb. He died. Didn't he die? But bright early Sunday morning, God got him up with all power in his hand. Is there anybody here glad he went out on a limb? Is there anybody here? No, God saved you. And you're not ashamed to testify. God brought you. And you don't care who's looking at you. God made a way for you. You don't care what they say about you. Go on and wave your hand. Go on and open your mouth. Tell God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I know he's alright. Down at the cross where my Savior down where from cleansing from sin I cried there to my heart was the blood applied glory to his name come to the fountain so rich and sweet cast thy poor soul at the savior's feet plunge in today and be made complete glory to his name glory 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 Glory! 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 I know he's alright. Joy Do you have joy? Joy 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 joy. This joy That I have The world didn't give it The world can't take it away Thank you Jesus Thank you for dying for me living he loved me dying he saved me buried he carried my sins far away rising he justified rising he justified freed me forever one day he's coming back he's coming back he's coming back He's coming back. He's coming back. Are you ready? Are you ready? Why don't you ask somebody? Are you ready? When he comes back, ask somebody else. Will you be ready? Will you be ready? I know he's all right.